You're listening to Permission to Shine, the podcast by Sharice Bisram. The Oxford Dictionary describes permission as the action of officially allowing someone to do a particular thing, consent, authorization. What if you were that someone and you gave yourself the permission to be everything you wanted to be and more? No more playing small and accepting less than. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, regardless of what it is that you've been through. And honestly, it's exactly what you've been through that has shaped you into the version of yourself that you are now. Like a diamond, you've endured so much, but instead of breaking, you've become stronger and brighter. And if that's not a reason to shine, then I don't know what is. And if nature can do it, then why the hell can't you? You are brave, you are strong, you are powerful and you are enough. Hear my call and give yourself the permission to shine because you don't realise how many people are inspired by your light. Like, share, follow, subscribe and listen out for more. Stay tuned. Okay, amazing. So this is episode eight and this is with one of my friends that I've known for a really long time <laughs> and um, she's now a PT and you have been a PT for maybe what 10 years or probably more than that. Crikey, yeah, PT blah, 10 years at least. Yeah, amazing. So this is Nikki. Um, she has a really great story. And obviously, we met through performing. So really beautiful link here as well. So yeah, Nikki, you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Um, oh, go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I suppose I'd, I'd explain myself these days as I've kind of evolved from a personal trainer, because now I'm more of a holistic nutrition, health, personal trainer, mindset coach, really I know you and I have got quite a similar like journey in that respect. It never ends up staying one thing. I'm probably going to go off in the deep end here. I don't like putting myself in a box either. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a qualified PT. Yes, I'm a qualified nutritionist. Yes, I'm a life coach. I'm all of those things. But like, I suppose this is what will link back most to what, what you're doing, Cherise, is like, it's never just one thing, is it? So that journey has been like a real messy, scrappy, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say what you are and what you do. Does that make any sense? Oh my God, a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> I'm all about that. You know, like everything I say is like, there's no boxes here. It's just, but then this is the beauty I think about life is that we are just multifaceted beings, right? Everyone, every single person on this planet. And I think if you label yourself as a thing, then you do limit yourself, don't you? Whereas if you do all the things, then actually, yeah, I could just introduce you as Nikki and you do everything, <laughs> you know? If, if I get really deep, really quick, which I'm pretty good at doing, I'm pretty good at oversharing, like one of the things I'm working on myself the most at the minute with all the mentors and support I've got is not just having one identity. So four mm. years, I was like, I am a dancer. What does that mean? I'm a straight A mm. student. What does that mean? I am a PT, I am a coach, I am a business owner, and that's it. And then it means that if the business or that part of your world isn't having a good day, you're not. Mm. And that has a massive impact. Like I went through a whole journey of as a dancer, bodybuilder, because I was competitive bodybuilder for like eight years, at a high level as well. Like we're talking like Mr. and Miss Universe, like IFBB Pro, Amateur Olympia, like abroad. I was finding that if I couldn't tick those boxes and be perfect of whatever that thing or identity was, I felt like I was failing all the time. Mm. So then there was this horrible, like, inner turmoil. A coach would tell me, Nikki, go and eat these things. Do this. This is how you create perfect. All right, I must do that. Okay, tick these boxes. But in the background, I'd be binge eating and lying and hiding it, not telling anybody. And then there's this horrible, like... Or do I tell the truth? Am I vulnerable? Do I tell people what's going on? Or do I lie about it because I'm getting away with it and I'm winning trophies? For a while, I lied about it because I didn't want anyone to know it's horrible. Even now, like I've kind of healed in that journey. I can talk about it. I can tell you exactly the processes I went through. It was messy, but there was a lot of learning for myself going through that process of being less black and white, less all or nothing. I don't, particularly at the moment, might change in the future. I don't ever want to get on stage again at the minute. And that's not from a place of fear or because I hate it. It's because I've found balance. Like, I don't feel I need to prove to the world that I've got to be like 10% body fat to be worthy of whatever I am. I quite like myself, which is really nice for the first time in years. But I tell you what, it is the same lesson that is popping up in business and coaching. So even though I've kind of 
worked on it in one sector of my journey all of a sudden you're like oh there you are again hi does that make sense I mean, 100%. And I'm here for it because you know me, I love a bit of deep. So the fact that you've obviously like just dived straight in, I didn't even have to ask you the question. I'm like, yes, that's absolutely it. And so powerful, mate. And so many people will just relate to that because I think especially as women, we have this idea of like, you know, society puts a lot of pressure on us for image, don't they? The way we look and that validates us, isn't it? Like the prettier you are, you know, in the fitness industry, in the dance industry, it's like how athletic you are, how in shape you are defines like whether people see you as good or not yeah I think that's what's really hard um being in that space and obviously for you you know being a straight A student that's also pressure that you've put on yourself yeah yeah like you know if if you had this expectation this level that you always had to raise yourself to in every area of your life you're doing it aren't you so then it is so ironic because I would never classify myself because anybody gets funny about swearing about somebody would give a fuck about what anybody else thinks Mm. never like I would always be the like the one that would be doing stuff different to everybody else. You're all going out drinking, cool. I'm gonna stay in and I'm gonna rehearse and I'm gonna do dance lessons and I'm gonna go off and do mm. dance school. You guys are gonna go start out, make you know, getting families and this and that and the other. Cool. I'm gonna leave my partner. I'm gonna go travel the world and I'm gonna go do bodybuilding. Mm. I would always be the person that would see myself as doing the opposite of what everybody else did. But then when you look back at it and you go, "Yep, validation from A levels, GCSEs, teachers." Yep, validation from trophies, coaches. Mm. Uh, 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 uh. It's just wrapped up in something different. You don't see it necessarily as what everybody else sees it as. But you're like, okay, so there's that internal drive and pressure to be perfect. There's that internal drive and pressure to impress somebody else, somebody Mm. that's an authority figure all the time. And it's either, yes, it's right. No, it's wrong. Yes, you're good enough. No, you're not. And literally putting yourself in the position in front of a panel of strangers and this goes across the board for dance and bodybuilding for others to judge your efforts and it's like oh this is mad (laughs) absolutely it's like glutton for your own punishment isn't it like oh do you know what I think I'd fancy being judged today let's just throw myself in the deep end why why not do it while you're in your underwear as well like (laughs) absolutely God, people have nightmares about stuff like that. And hungry. Well, you're hungry too. Hungry, tired, (laughs) in my underwear, in front of people who don't know me. That sounds like a great idea for (laughs) self-esteem. Literally that, mate. Literally that. And it is so so true because I think obviously you're talking a grand scale, but I think we all set ourselves up like that sometimes, you know, especially like, you know, normal people listening that just have like a nine to five or whatever. Um or whatever it is they do with their life, there'll be moments where you've done it and you're like, why did I do that? You know, why did I put myself in that position? For what what reason did that benefit me, you know? Yeah. We get caught up in that cycle. But what's really powerful is the fact that you can identify that for yourself. Do you know what I mean? I mean, now, you know, yeah. like obviously hindsight's a wonderful Hindsight's thing, amazing. Right? Don't get me wrong. I think like I'm quite a self-aware person. <laughs> well, I thought I was until you actually look back at stuff and coming from a place with a bit more knowledge and experience and life and all of those things that go on. I think one of the biggest lessons I've been learning recently is that the, the lessons keep coming back until you learn them and 100%. they just pop up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So for me, like it, this isn't, it's never a finished product. I'm now learning that through business and work. Again, being totally authentic, mm. I can work myself into the ground. I have no issue over committing myself, having no decent boundaries or personal boundaries. I will show up and literally run myself into the ground. Used to do it with training, like, it used to be like a badge of honour. Like, how much can you train? How little can you eat? How little can you sleep? Oh, yeah. But it now just pops up in business. How busy can you get? How full can your diary be? How stressed can you get before you break? And it's Mm. just the same lesson popping itself back up yet again. And even this is like, you know, with some life experience, you sit back and think, oh man I've just moved it somewhere else I haven't learned from it yet absolutely (laughs) and and that's that hustle culture thing isn't it it's like and especially in the industries you've been in you know dance and in fitness it's like it is all about that pedal to the medal isn't it so literally Mm. that and I think that's what's so difficult but you said something really interesting and really powerful earlier and I just thought it came up again Mm. and it is about balance and I think that is such a um key part I think that we're all searching for is Mm -hmm. balance and I think I'm just mentioning it now but I want to come back to that towards the end when we get to kind of how your journey's progressed so do you want to say like sorry I was going to say like with the balance thing might be diving in a bit head first here 
I I'm I'm I think like most people I'm like these two opposing forces all the time there's a really soft feminine side that I'm trying to get more in touch with and there's a really masculine side bit toxic at times as well very toxic at times (laughs) but I can't ever not look back at that with gratitude and go that's what's driven me to get to where I have done with loads of the things I've done like without that what I look at like now I'm learning I call it grit and grace Nice. You've got the two things that go together. Like without the grit, he doesn't give me action to kick myself up the ass and do anything with myself. With the grace side of stuff, I think the way I present that to other people, how I treat others and coach others is done with a huge amount of grace and empathy and understanding. I'm still trying to learn that grace for myself. Yourself, yeah. No, do you so know that what, mate? balance is hard. Absolutely, and you're spot on there because that's exactly my journey as well. Like, you know, when I look at like all the toxic force I put into my life, mm-hmm. I would not have got here without it. And that was purely survival mode for me. Like, that was just all I knew. It was like, get there, win, yes. um, and at least feel validating something in your life because yes. the rest of your life doesn't reflect that. Do you know what I mean? So it is all, all of that stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll dive a bit more into your journey. Yeah. Um, just like kind of like talk about you as a woman, like your journey through to get you where you are now, basically. Yeah, it's the funny one because, like I said, the identity thing's massively wrapped up in it. Again, for total authenticity and transparency, two years ago, I started a journey with a mental health coach and mindset therapist. And one of the first things she ever asked me was, who are you? I went, Nikki, coach and athlete. I had three identities and didn't know what to do with them. And none of them matched up. None of them. Now, the reason I started that journey with her is because I'd made a decision. Tony and I had got engaged. Yay, lovely. Like next chapter of life. I did not want to feel stuck in this identity as an athlete for the rest of my life. So I'd been in a place for years. Didn't really understand how to manage my body image. Italian it's easy to put a lot of weight on there's a lot of pasta around my my household there's a lot of pizza around my mum like it's and again a whole another cultural thing but it's constant like oh you need to put some weight on oh you need to eat more or like what's wrong with my food so there's a real big culture with food and identity and love and all of that wrapped up in Italian culture and food that you don't, you don't ever get taught this stuff at school either you don't actually get taught how to look after yourself in terms of basic self-care I think the last bit of nutrition education I had at GCSE science or PE was you remember the old like healthy eating plate and I think we were given a leaflet and like the last week you eat off you go and that was it right you got no information whatsoever so there's me bumbling through life thinking well should I eat this am I allowed to have that is that wrong like listening to media reading at the time magazines Sherma age like reading magazines about oh this celebrity just eats eggs all day and you're thinking oh it must be eggs and asparagus that's the thing caveat no it's not anybody listening no it is not (laughs) so there was me bumbling along through like teenage years I got bullied throughout most of secondary school about my body image and shape which goes off on another tangent about changes of ideal body shapes because ironically now having bigger bum and legs is all the rage and everybody wants it. And that's the one thing I got poked fun at through the whole of secondary school for. I spent my whole time at secondary school trying to make myself smaller so no one could see me, basically. Hide away. You just go and hide in the dance studio and try and exercise and make myself littler and skinnier and all that kind of stuff. Fast forward into like the dance school world. Again, zero education, zero knowledge, zero help, zero support or empowerment around like, what is a healthy dancer? If you're dancing eight hours a day, what should you be eating? Why don't you want us to go to the gym? What's wrong with lean muscle tissue? What's wrong with strength training? Like literally some of these places were so antiquated. I just sitting back and going like, we don't want you to go to the gym. If we find out anybody's going to the gym, you'll be kicked off the course. It's just madness, like absolute madness. So it's like, okay, I'm told that's wrong. I should eat and look this way, but you're not giving me any real what's and how's. As you can imagine, that totally spiraled into disordered eating. I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, but it's pretty damn obvious. Like counting every single calorie, obsessively exercising every time I I ate something to try and outwork the calories. I've never said that to anybody before. 
but I'm comfortable enough with it so far away now on my journey I would literally I could tell you the calories in a banana and how many star jumps it'd take to try and burn it off and I would literally live my life doing that on top of eight hours of dance training every day now you leave that vessel and that world and that bubble where there was some structure no it wasn't amazing but there was structure there was like classes sessions and mentors and stuff like that and you go out into the big wide world on your own hits you like a ton of bricks you're like I don't know how to eat like, how the hell do I have a job I don't even know how to eat properly like what what is this how do I exercise panic how am I going to do eight hours worth of exercise a day like that's what was keeping me in a certain shape but like, all this body image stuff all wrapped up in worth and validation I fell into bodybuilding it was just an excuse <laughs> it was an excuse to do the same thing oh right they look good excessive amount of training they don't eat a lot great I understand that let's do that so when again you fall into that world when I started bodybuilding 10 years ago you just grabbed the biggest guy in the gym that had been on stage and said yo can you train me there was no qualifications there was no checking insurance there was no understanding of any female hormones or changes in physiology from a male to a it was nothing zero like zero it was just ah let's see how little you can eat and how much you can train and see if you can get shredded literally and I think I went through that toxic world for about six years until I had really bad rebounds after bodybuilding shows so you'd be so restrictive for like six months and then you'd just go all out on a binge fest it just put a magnifying glass all on disordered eating patterns and unfortunately the bodybuilding world really kind of promoted it as well at the time everybody would be taking pictures of how much food they'd stockpiled for after shows how much they'd be eating how big their cheat meals were how they'd feel sick after eating like you if you removed bodybuilding out of that context that's somebody with binge eating disorder full stop if a client presented to me with those kind of thoughts I'd be like we need to get some specialist support but the bodybuilding world, no, 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 that was normal. It was glorified. You'd take pictures of it. You'd put it all over social media. Everybody would like it, validate it, all of that stuff. I got to a point in that journey, I put about three stone on in about three months. And that's not a joke. I would go on a holiday after a competition, go away for like seven days and come back and you'd be put like a stone and a half on. Your metabolism's through the floor after a show. Your thyroid's through the floor your emotional, your hormones, you don't have periods. You have period amnorrhea because you're eating so little. And to think straight after that, you have no reverse guidance. You have no guidance how to get out of that mess. You just act like normal. And whatever normal is at that point, you crave everything that's highly calorie dense, very little nutrition. You just cannot stop yourself. And you have no support either. Most coaches at the time just used to wash their hands of you. They'd go, that's it, show's done, well done, off you go, come back next year. That'd be it. I got to a point in that journey and I went, there has to be a different way. I cannot keep living like this. Has to be. And at the same time, I'd been doing my PT qualifications. I'd started doing my own nutrition qualifications because I just thought, this doesn't make sense. Again, going back to being a bit of an outlier, I was like, everyone's saying this, but it just does not make sense to me. There must be another way. I educated myself and did a lot of research about different coaches and different coaching teams and found somebody who I could collaborate with. I needed to grow as a person to get to that point. So without my own knowledge and experience, I was turning up as a victim in every situation. So I would listen implicitly to the person in front of me and not question it. They know they're better than me. They're more experienced. I'm not good enough. Until I got my own confidence, education, empowerment around nutrition understanding the body physiology PTM, like tons of tons of qualifications I could then show up as an equal in a coaching relationship and say look I'm not sure about this I'll trust your guidance but is there another way to do it I wanted to find somewhere that wasn't so black and white that was somewhere gray in the middle where could I manage my own food and have somebody help and collaborate with me and overlook what's going on in terms of my mindset, as well as my mental health, as well as my sleep, my hormones. Ain't normal to be losing your period. Ain't normal. And that again was glorified. So two years ago, after we got engaged, I was like, I cannot continue being this identity for the rest of my life, where I'm either boom or bust. I'm either on show prep or I hate myself, one or the other. I have to find a way to transition out of this identity into a different one. 
and the one that combines Nikki, the athlete, and the coach all together. And part of that journey was starting my mindset and my my therapy because I said, Do you know what? I don't know who I am without this thing. This thing that everybody now knows me for. How do I become just Nikki that does compete if she wants to, that can get married if she wants to, that can run a business if she wants to, but can also go, well, I don't want to do that anymore. How do I do that? So I, did, I had to do lots of work on what my mind and reframing what my brain was doing, but education around know why certain foods do certain things how to come out of a diet and phase safely for need to what food does for me how to manage my body image I said to the current coach I've got at the moment because I still work with him two and a half years later he still oversees everything Dan I don't know what normal is I'm either all or nothing I have no idea where normal is I don't know what normal body image is for me I don't know how to find happy without being on stage I don't get it so we had to work really slowly in, I did a competition a couple of years ago, did a cracking job, best I've ever done. It also didn't actually feel that amazing. Because that wasn't the goal anymore. The goal was to get to now. The goal was to get to a place where I've got full freedom over food choices, decisions. I know how to manage my body image. I can go out at weekends. I can have a glass of wine with my other half at the weekend, go out for dinner. And it doesn't have a huge negative impact on me physically or emotionally anymore. I was wrapped up in this place. It was like, a, it was literally like a prison. One meal, I'd go out for one meal and four or five pounds on the scales the next day. A, there's a whole relationship with jumping on the scales every time that I needed to break. But B, why four or five pounds after one meal out? My body was in such a terrible place metabolically and hormonally, I couldn't cope. That took two years to fix. It was worth it. Like I'm in, in such a different place in terms of understand the implications. Uh, for instance, this week, right? I spoke to my coach on Wednesday. And I said to him, Stan, I'm shattered. Like my performance has totally dropped in the gym. I'm not enjoying it. I'm achy and I'm sore. I need a couple of days off the gym. Now that would have petrified me five years ago. Oh my God, that's not, you know, that's, that's 800 calories I'm not burning. Oh my God, that's it, I can't eat. Now it's like, no, I'm going to have a massage. I'm going to do some meditation. Totally different place. But understanding the values of those things as well. Like one of my mentors always says to me, rest is part of work. And I didn't really understand it. Didn't really understand it. So I suppose, I suppose that brings me up to date, like real whistle stop tour from a nutritional perspective of where I am today. And why? Because as part of this journey, I wanted to get married. We want to start a family one day if we can. How can I do that if I'm petrified to eat or change my body image? I can't. How can I do that if I don't accept who I am and know how to manage myself without extremes? I can't, can I? No, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Nikki, <laughs> because I think obviously knowing you all this time, like what it's been probably about 12 years since yeah. I've known you. Yeah. So I've kind of like had an outside perspective of like your life and kind of how it was going. And I think some of the things you mentioned in there obviously I have similarities to because mm -hmm. of like being a dancer and like family culture like body yeah. image in that industry but dance industry and like even when we were studying um like we were doing those like weight loss teas yeah. you know like so because everyone was so worried about being thin it was like yeah. all of that rage and again like same as you it's like my body shape being curvy wasn't like the, wasn't the body shape was it no, exactly and it, especially in the dance industry like I was going into auditions and they were saying to me um you just need to do some more cardio so you yeah. can like carve down your curves yes. I was like, that, don't, that ain't gonna happen girl do you know what I mean I literally I'm gonna... stepped off one bodybuilding competition and well I can remember auditions as well but I stepped off one stage and the head female judge female judge ran over to me and said Nikki you look fantastic all you need to do is get rid of some muscle on your legs so stop training your legs and do cardio six days a week instead that was the moment mm. where I went the fuck this is meant to be a bodybuilding show mm. meant to be promoting lean muscle tissue you're telling me to get rid of it no what and like you know what was great about hearing like the real ins and outs of that bodybuilding world is I think like you I guess I've kind of I mean, obviously you've dived fully into nutrition and that's something that you know about, but I feel like mm. as I've gotten older, I've become a little bit more self-aware and like what works for me, what doesn't. And just, yeah. I guess from your, from you and like the people that have in my life that are into that, 
you know seeing you know you you kind of what you're observing you pick up those things don't yeah. you like what's good what's right for you you know yeah. the self-awareness game is always key isn't it and so I've gotten a better relationship with food I don't think I ever had a bad relationship with food as in yeah. I never used foods to control mine was more um I used food as a reward so oh, then yeah. so like my my food journey was quite general but then I'd eat I'd binge out when I felt like I'd I deserved it you know like so I'd do more to to win it over but I yeah I wouldn't say that it held me back in that sense but I know the weight of it because what we all search for is controlling our lives isn't it Mm -hmm. so you know like food plays a massive part of that so with a lot of people that I see I always say to them when they mention about food is that um what else has happened in your life for you to feel like you need to control your eating yeah and that's probably where the mental health links come to don't Ma- they but- massive part of like even in coaching like I yes I am a nutrition coach I am a nutritionist and I work with clients who actively want to change their body image never food never mm. never when we get to the that's why I love coaching because when you get down to the complexities of it I can coach you I can teach you how to eat I can teach you the benefits don't get me wrong big part of my like freedom from all of that feeling trapped was actually understanding food and nutrition because no one teaches you Mm. once you have those tools in your toolbox it's like learning to ride a bike you never unlearn that stuff right but the bottom line is even if you know this was me doesn't stop you having bad relationship with food because then when you actually look down deeper and start looking at functional nutrition understanding stress management understanding self-esteem and self-worth I didn't want to be putting Biscoff spread in my mouth every night. I knew exactly what the calorie value was and what impact it was going to have on my health. And this didn't stop me doing it for years. So then you start digging through the layers and you go, right, where has that come from? What's triggered that in now? But what patterns has that been triggered from before? And why does mm-hmm. that make you feel like you're getting stress relief or a little dopamine hit from doing that? Does that serve you or does that serve the animalistic bit of your brain that only wants pleasure right this second? And how do we manage that? How do we look at giving, even myself, like this is the whole journey of self-discovery through myself. Like it's all about Mm self-mastery and getting through that element of you go, okay, if I've got extreme highs and lows of emotions, we're humans, we use food to fuel that. Whether it's celebrations or depression, whether it's having a stressful day or your other half's just got a promotion. You use food and alcohol. That's what you use. And it goes all back to the culture stuff. And that's a huge value in my life. I love having that massive family. We used to be petrified of being involved with it. So I'd remove myself from it. And that just causes restriction and splurge. And it's just all wrapped up in nutrition, fitness, body image and self-mastery of understanding how to control oneself and go so much deeper than that once you start getting into the layers of it. A hundred percent. And it's so spot on. And I think what um like is exactly the same as my work obviously it's just focused on fitness and I think so much of what you said there is just so key because everything is interconnected about this you know the self-mastery the self-worth the Mm self-awareness everything is connected you know like if people are listening now and they're thinking bloody hell I didn't think that that would even be a thing but (laughs) it it really is you know and and it it presents itself in so many other ways you know like addiction you know whether it's on your um, phone sitting on your phone constantly being addicted to tiktok is no different than being having cravings every night and sitting on the sofa wanting a glass of wine and relationships with toxic toxic partners you know like (laughs) all of these things are addictive things that we do to escape how we feel internally and that's why you have to do that deep dive so and it's so nice to hear obviously because this is the thing with healing and growing right is that like you are successful in your business you're moving forward and you're still in that place where you're still having to learn but that is the beauty of like becoming a master isn't it is that you're always learning I think it's that thing isn't it you're always always being the student yes the moment you think you're the master you're done you you need to go into the room or just check your ego and go hang on there's someone else here that can help me you know yeah and that's the beauty of obviously like you know for us like being in these coaching spaces and mentoring and all the stuff ourselves but equally having our own mentors because we understand that process and I think that really is it isn't it for accountability but also growth you know like um and a lot of people feel stuck and stagnant in where they are it's because you've limited yourself you know there's so much more available to you and like you said you know when you got to that point where you got engaged to Tony and you were like you know what something needs to change here you took that 
action to yeah. do it but also vulnerability mate because oh. it is vulnerable oh. isn't it to accept oh. and open up like there would have yeah. been a time where we would have had a conversation like this probably five years ago and it would be very rigid we'd be like you're oh right, it'd be 10 right. minutes you're right yeah i'm all right you yeah, yeah great <laughs> wonderful wicked love it so like, you'd be like i did this thing it was really yeah. cool do you know what i mean it I was mean, you know, so talk about the vulnerability side of it god i have the worst anxiety always have always have you wouldn't think that getting on stage performing and all sorts of things mm. would you but that's that is for me that's my comfort zone that is not uncomfortable at mm. all even things like this talking presenting teaching educating performing that's my comfort zone i know the rules there's set things to do and not do you know if it's right or wrong easy peasy right and that might sound completely backwards because i know some people hate that kind of stuff that is my comfort zone it always has been and always will be so that's not where I feel challenge or discomfort I find it hard to be really vulnerable about my feelings with people so getting better at it even as a coach it makes me as a better coach because then I can people realize I'm not trying to be this like on a pedestal well she's the coach she never struggles with anything absolutely stepping forward that first time and telling anybody I had disordered eating was awful like literally made me feel sick I remember telling my first coach via text message, it took him two days to answer me. Two days. And all that time, my brain's telling me all this, oh, he thinks you're useless, he thinks you're terrible, he thinks you're worthless, blah, 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 all of this. Yeah. He didn't, he just messaged back saying, sorry, hun, like, my other half's been in hospital, I've just got your message. <laughs> like, literally, he was like, so sorry I didn't get back to you. Thank you so much for telling me. Here's a wicked book, let's keep going. Like, it literally was so lovely. I was there like, oh my God. I'm terrible human being. <laughs> and even more recently, I've just again mentors and things like I've always got a my own nutrition coach and mentor. So I've got an objective set of eyes so I don't go back down old patterns and old habits. Uh, somebody to keep me like anchoring. I have a mindset or mental performance coach at all times in my life, different people uh, serving different purposes. Mm-hmm. Most recently, I've been working with somebody for mental performance around my business. Uh, previously I'd worked with a therapist on my own like self-limiting beliefs Um, I have a business coach at all times and a business mentor so again got objective set of opinions and eyes I call it my boardroom like my mental boardroom Mm. I've got my business mentor here I've got somebody supporting my mental health here I've got somebody supporting me and my own personal development in in this corner they're my mental boardroom so I've got soundboards because working for mine can be lonely right yeah yeah yeah. you don't have people to absorb that energy in your environment off if you're not careful so you've got to pick your own circle to be around Mm. something I've also found really hard over the years knowing when to let go of stuff and when it doesn't serve me anymore because this goes into that whole thing of knowing my own mind and knowing I'm good enough to make those decisions at times I've held on to mentors or coaches too long one because a fear of what what if there's nobody there but two, not feeling like I know what I need and not being able to decide if I need to move on or change. Like that has yeah. been a big, hard learning. And it still fills me with dread and anxiety trying to end those kind of relationships as well. That's really yeah. hard. And that's what I wanted to just say then. What is really important in all of that is that we can all have guidance from other places, but ultimately it's listening to your own voice. And I think yeah. that's what's key that I wanted to just say to the people listening because um you know sometimes the people that you take advice from might not necessarily know truly what your soul wants to do and I think that's the important thing so you know you just hit that nail on the head there where you were like no you know what like I was holding on too long but actually I knew that it was time to let that person go one of the biggest things for me that I've got to learn to listen to better is that my anxiety is a feedback loop that something's not aligned Mm, that's it if I'm like shit I'm anxious all the time why slow down enough to figure out what it is about that situation nine times out of ten it's when I'm like that needed to go that needs to be let go of and you haven't done or you need to go away and remove or change something because ultimately what you're hearing what you're being presented with doesn't match up with your values anymore yeah for sure and the fact that you're constantly evolving that is always going to change so you have to keep checking in always don't you it can't Mm. be you know you can't just get like you said to that master level and be like I know everything everything is amazing because I'm amazing it's like no like what do I need today yeah exactly what do I need today what is what do I feel like 
and constantly doing that always and that is the beauty of being self-aware and, and yeah. all of those things is because I, I can't stress that enough I'll say it all the time but I think we're so in a society where we're mindlessly living you know mm-hmm. we're just living one for next validation thing, next thing next thing yeah next exactly thing, yeah and not actually being fully present and like taking it all in you know mm-hmm. like it's all part and parcel of a bigger journey but ultimately how you feel about yourself inside is what presents itself on the outside so if you are surrounded again by toxic people or situations or people that are in the surface level mindset that you are just done with those types of people and those friendships it's like what are you presenting outwardly like where is that coming from internally yeah um, and I think with anxiety as well, so many people suffer with anxiety and they don't realise. They just think that, oh, yeah, I've just always had this like knot in my stomach. Yeah, that's anxiety, hun. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, shouldn't yeah. have that knot in your stomach. That shouldn't no. be there. And no. I say that wholeheartedly because that's what I did. I lived like that for the 29 years I of my life. I assumed that was me. Yeah. Like, I was anxiety. Even as a young kid, I can remember things I used to unnecessarily worry about. And this goes into a whole nother like area of like that comes from a lot of trauma. And a lot of shit past wise growing up and the things you observe and, and learn from and the relationships that people have or don't have and boundaries growing up. Absolutely. I'm just stepping into a new mentorship that's going to help with that somatic side of stuff. Yeah. Because now I've recognized that that is holding back a lot of my own limiting beliefs. That's mm. why the lessons keep popping back up because they are deep in nervous system. They're not going absolutely, anywhere. yeah, for sure. And that that's that the, the that's the work that I do is that side of things. You know, yeah. like deep inner that healing childhood trauma stuff. Yes. Um, because you know everyone has some form of trauma or something that happened in their childhood that made them the version of themselves that they are now right and it seems like very scary and and dark but it's it's not always dark you know but for a lot of people that I speak to quite a lot is that they had a very safe upbringing like a safe really safe teaches certain things doesn't it yeah but also the the trauma in that would be the fact that it was so safe that no one could speak up or no one could say what they needed to say no risk risk's not allowed like stay safe like these boundaries, you know yeah and they've stayed in the same job for 20 years and had no pay rises so it's like so you know that's how it presents itself yeah. in other ways and that's why it's yeah. so important that you know we're yeah. doing all these things and it's connected and I think for you as well Nikki I think you do so many different things mm-hmm. for you like having balance is so key isn't it because you need to have rest in your time and your diary and you need to be able to fill your own cup up first don't yeah. you so I and guess that's probably I, something you're again, learning just totally transparent I still don't get it right. Uh, it's the hardest thing. I can present, you know, coaching and be like, right, make sure you've got some recovery time or when can you get a bit self-caring? Like, can you take five minutes to journal? And I'm the one that's there like that, <laughs> messaging, like, you know, like, <laughs> absolutely like 100 miles an hour. Because I think, again, sometimes what we can do, getting quite deep, is put all this stuff in place to stop yourself looking at yourself. Mm. All these other things in place, if you slow down and remove it all, you have to look at yourself absolutely and that's uncomfortable Mm. it's not comfortable to sit and go no I'm not happy I'm struggling with this I find this hard this relationship's doing my head in like the amount of people I've worked with that come in for a weight loss journey and realize they're very unhappy in their life yeah for sure because you start stripping the layers back absolutely it's like ah it's not food's the thing is it you're not happy where you are in your life and you know, that's so connected, mate, because I get people that are like, oh, I don't need to talk about this thing. I need to talk about this thing. And you're like, hmm, mm. yeah, uh, it's all, it's, you, it's all one. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Let's go back to that part. And then they're like, no, 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 I had therapy for that. And I'm like, yeah, I think I still need to just hear about it, though. And then funny enough, it, it, they just didn't go deep enough or it's, yeah. it's just interconnected. It's so crazy, isn't it? How our like minds and our bodies and we absorb information and and even thoughts and memories are so deeply enriched in our body. And yeah. it could just be the fact that, you know, like my mum's generation, it was all about like um, the weight loss DVDs and like all of that stuff. And it could be that, that you always watched that your mum was, your mum was always on a diet. So then you're always like, oh, no, no, I can't eat that. Yeah. And then you've then created a trauma for yourself, haven't you? But Something that's really interesting is slightly off piste but there's loads of work and studies around sleep and memory and mm. transferred genetics at the minute yeah. it's quite yeah. Yeah, a bit out there it might sound it but there's transferred trauma that can happen from 
children to parents from memories and genetic memory that's now popping up that if our parents our mum it's not saying it's a hopeless cause but say like our mums for instance have lived in a society where it's constantly hammered into them that like their body image is not good enough they're not worthy they feel terrible that genetically some of that gets passed on so then trying to literally rewire the way you think see perceive learning everything around like body image perception there's a lot of work to do there like you start peeling the layers off and it's like the the reason I do what I do now is because I don't want it to take anybody else the 10 years it took me to understood why there's so many complexities to it I'm not trying to overcomplicate it basically looking after yourself health habits mindset work really goes such a long way it doesn't have to be complicated but it's not easy either no, absolutely, mate. And 100% everything you were saying there. I mean, I am mega woo-woo, so nothing throws me <laughs> off, you know. And actually, I know that for myself because I've had life regression. So just yeah. understanding that, like, um, you know, and, and even more than that, like, just to understand spirituality and all these things. But, yeah, like, my trauma it, it, that was coming down was, like, lineage. It was, yes. like, through generations of oppression, yes. you know, yes. like, from my, like, family history and, like, like being told that oh the reason it was so hard is because you needed to break the cycle and luckily I, I took the initiative to do the deep dive and I have been yeah. but equally you know occasionally if something just niggles a little bit now I'm like oh I just need to have a look at that but yeah. before I'd be like wearing the whole balaclava suit of this trauma not oh, yeah. realizing <laughs> oh and just little things like it's that similar it's, it's concepts even just from generation to generation, my own dad has very, very poor health habits. And a lot of it is around lack of boundaries. It was a first generation immigrant, came over here, didn't really understand English, had to teach himself. There was a lot of stuff around trying to be the best he could be to prove mm. that he was worthy being here. Oh, hi, why do you think I have trouble with that, right? Yeah, so absolutely. for a start, health-wise, here's the one client I've never been able to fix. Yeah, but isn't that the cycle, mate? That is that is what the universe does to us because yeah. I have the same thing in my life with yeah. different members of my family, and it's and I'm like, you know what? All you can do is is worry about yourself, can't you? All you, <laughs> you and you in turn will inspire the people around you yeah. if they want to be inspired. And I think you know, we, we, I guess with with like father figures and like male like figures in your life, they always have them themselves in their own kind of stubborn world don't they yeah. of like what they want to do and stuff so I get that that that's the even thing down to little things like starting your own business I was very much brought up in a world where you, know, you go and get a job you get pay rises you get promoted you stay there and you stay safe you mm-hmm. you stay safe that's success you've got your a-levels you've been to uni go get your job progress up through the council that you stay safe yeah but that shoved it up its ass and left Oh, absolutely. It wasn't fulfilling. No, <laughs> I never even had that. Now, to be honest, though, from the start, they, I think that I just was doing my own thing from the day one. No one believed in me. No one thought it was possible. When even up to probably about two years ago, people were like, when are you going to get a proper job? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, guys. I said one thing, like, I love my dad's fits. He's, he's hard work. It's taught me a lot. Yeah. His health, his mental health, all of it has informed so much of who I am. But like you, that ends with me. Mm. That cycle. I'm, I can't be responsible for you and your world and what's happened. I can be responsible for what continues. And it stops with me. Absolutely, mate. And that's exactly my thing in all areas of my life. And, and the thing is as well, like it comes from all different areas of my life. That's one section of your life. But yeah. when you identify, no, that's there. That's a beautiful space, isn't it? And, you know, something you said as well about, you know, why you're doing what you're doing now like your story is so deeply ingrained and and authentic to you and that's why people hire you for it because exactly the same reason you do what you do is why I do what I do I don't want people to struggle like I did and feel lost and waste time and energy on things that don't serve them but actually when we can get to the core of it quicker we understand then how we can move forward and doesn't it make your life so much easier like you're being led your hand is being held by someone that's done it and done it the hard way so you can do it the easy way exactly that don't you do it the hard way I did that like let's just bypass all that rubbish (laughs) absolutely that and it's so important and that it's really I'm really glad to hear as well that like you you have invested so much time into your mental Mm. health and all of these things because I mean not only just for the eating side of things but just for your life as a whole mate because you deserve to like live in that peaceful space of like feeling worthy every day of just being who you are Mm. and I think so many of us 
like that have had performance backgrounds or fitness backgrounds or whatever it is you can just feel worthy of just being you and I think that's a powerful thing isn't it but until you really feel that statement like again I could have said that to you two years ago and you'd be like yeah but now it's like you don't believe it you don't embody it you go yeah you're right Mm, there's resistance yeah whereas there isn't resistance anymore no like I can happily walk in a gym now and somebody goes you competing this year I'm like god no yeah absolutely oh, do you not do that anymore might do just not doing it at the minute yeah for sure that's it There's no limitations it's no. like whatever you feel is right and you can yeah. do whatever you want you're like and that is the feeling isn't it limitless and I remember doing my real deep dive of healing and I came out of it probably like a year after I'd done the really mm. deep part and now obviously it's continued to move in that time but I remember just feeling limitless in that space of like the weight of the shackles that I was carrying for all this time I finally left my body and I get to be free and I get to do and be whatever I want to be and it's it's amazing you know it's that space isn't yeah. it that beautiful space that you have which is so lovely mate so okay so obviously you've you've spoken about your career like why it's yeah. important your life like your journey to get there which has been so valuable do you have some like top tips that you want to share with people maybe just at the start of this um you know maybe they've identified that they they want to have a little bit more of a healthier lifestyle mm-hmm. what are the, what is that kind of the best things to start off with that they can just do from now themselves like, so like practical stuff just to get yeah zoom out a little bit because we've got real deep so if you zoom out and go look I want to live a bit of a healthier lifestyle I want to feel healthier like physical health is going to have an impact on your, your emotional health first honestly it sounds so silly drink more water it sounds ridiculous but when when you look at like trying to change a lifetime of habits start stupidly small so you can achieve it Mm. so if you first thing is I'm not going to give you arbitrary numbers because everybody wants the number and I'm going to be really difficult like normal and say look at what your habits are doing already around hydration so if you're drinking nothing or next to nothing other than cups of coffee and tea every day look at that and start with getting yourself a water bottle and just start the process of going all right I drink about 500 milliliters a day at the minute can I have 750 can I have a thousand if I drink a liter can I have a liter and a half like make it small and measure it like this honestly it's got my numbers on the side of it measure it so it's yeah, I'm with you there girl insight it's not out of mind that's gonna in itself just straight away sort out a lot of your cognitive function you're gonna stop feeling so foggy you're gonna have more concentration you feel more alert you're gonna sleep better because it helps with cerebral washing like cleansing your brain you're gonna have you more energized and you're gonna be less hungry just that Mm. on its own because it satiates you it stops cravings and nine times out of ten when you're like my god i'm starving you're thirsty yep because it's exactly the same chemical response and hormone response so that would be one real basic thing in terms of like intake. And the second thing, like output wise, again, I'm going to say the same thing. It's so stupidly small. Don't go and join a gym and try and do six days a week. See how much you move already. Every, I say everybody, 99% of the population have some sort of device now that tracks their activity. While they're not a thousand percent accurate, they're a good idea of what you're doing. Mm. If you move and you do 2,000 steps a day at the minute, try and do 1,000 more every day. If you do 8,000 a day at the minute, try and do 1,000 more. Literally break it down to the smallest thing. And in the ideal world, do it outside because you're going to get the benefit of the sunlight, vitamin D, getting back in touch with nature, grounding, all of those elements, even melatonin production. So if you get out in daylight, for 10 minutes more every day, you're going to sleep better because it sets your sleep hormone. Tiny little things that actually have the biggest impact. Because if you're sleeping better, moving more, getting vitamin D, you're going to be sick less. You're moving more, so you might lose some weight anyway, if that's bothering you. You're going to start feeling more energized. You're drinking more water. Your cells are going to be hydrated. Your nutrition is going to get to the right places. You feel better about yourself and you're showing up for yourself every day. Finally, hydration and movement absolutely yeah and you know what that ties in so well with like my mindfulness things because you know for me like moving your body 
is so essential for shifting that stagnant energy in your body you know it needs to happen so mm-hmm. not only are you going to feel better for all of the reasons that Nikki has said but it's that physical release that you need of those stagnant emotions you know anxiety depression you're yeah. just shifting that energy out and like, that's what's so important and sunlight is like the biggest and best healer you know we all feel yeah. m- much more better when we're on holiday don't we because that sunlight is like ah oh, and you could fully relax and if you find those little moments of joy every day like that is just a beautiful start to begin with but um, on that, I guess I would say, looking at your life as a whole, and it might you might have already covered it, but just to be extra specific, what do you think was like the real pivotal moment in your life where you really fully gave yourself the permission to shine, to be the version of you that you are now? I can tell you the moment. So it was actually in a mentorship. I rocked up to this business mentorship with very well-known business coach. He's amazing, wonderful guy, coming to bits. And I turned up with all my toxic masculinity wrapped up in a bag, like, here I am, power dressing with my prep bag because I was on prep for a bodybuilding competition. I'm a fitness coach. Ta-da, here I am, right? All my toxic masculinity in the room. (laughs) There I am. I turned up expecting to go through this business mentorship and be taught how to create a business, run my sales, fulfill clients how to do the nitty-gritties of the tech stuff for like making check-ins good and how I do that whilst I'm competing and all this <laughs> was I wrong sat down first day <laughs> the, the the mentor started talking about self-sabotage and holding yourself back and how business problems and fitness problems are always personal development problems mm-hmm. and I can tell you in that moment I felt sick there was a physical reaction. I had to run out of the room because I thought I was going to throw up. I left the room, sat in that bathroom, shaking for 10 minutes. Now that might sound ridiculous, but it genuinely had that much of an impact because he started talking about if you're holding yourself back in this area in business, other people hold themselves back with their eating. It doesn't let them see their own personal development problems. And all this stuff bubbled to the surface. Mm. Went back in the room. Obviously, he didn't make a big thing of it because he wouldn't embarrass me. Come back in. Lunchtime came round. And he just sat down with me as everybody else left. He went, you're going nowhere. Oh, shit. <laughs> he literally sat down and just went, what was that? Breakthrough. Floods of tears all came pouring out and I literally I still have the piece of paper I think I wrote six pages of notes while I was talking to him and everything just came out everything the whole lot I turned up there expecting to be taught how to do KPIs and sales and sats and social media and email marketing and I left there going holy shit that's not what this is about Mm. that moment absolutely no that's so powerful as well mate and I think um and it really is that that moment where he held the mirror up to you, didn't he? Held the mirror and he said, look at yourself right now. Are you being what you want to see? And that's it, isn't it? And then I guess from that moment on, when the, the veil shifted and lifted, you were like, cool, I'm going to take actual steps now to make this happen. And I think that's a really powerful thing, you know. And I think, um, again, it comes down to self-awareness, but also having that mentor or someone to guide you to really help you see that for yourself and I think again you know when people are doing the work and they're showing up and all of these things it just um mirrors back to you all of these people don't get me wrong not not everyone's gonna have like a breakthrough like that Mm. it's not going to be that extreme for some people it will be those moments that you're like something something's got to give like where you're questioning yourself if anybody's listening thinking well was this going to be some epiphany no it won't always be like that that was just in a very controlled environment and those questions Mm. done intentionally to see if there was anybody in that room that needed that and also I think that you wasn't in a position where you would have taken the little niggles at that time you needed that the universe needed to be like wake up do you know what I mean and and you know yeah absolutely well mine was I fell down the stairs I've lived at this house for 30 years fell down the stairs and I was like okay because it was all the little niggly things that were building up the universe was like wake up Sharice wake up Sharice wake up Sharice wake up Sharice boom fell down the stairs and I was like damn <laughs> I was like, okay yeah. we're gonna do this now okay sure so yeah. it really is that and and yeah I think if you can get quiet enough and still enough to listen 
you will always know the answer right you're always your soul is always telling you and that's the thing with anxiety it's like you're not listening to yourself and it's just your soul telling you listen to me right now your nervous system everything's linked yeah You you can physically weigh your soul it weighs something it's a physical thing Really? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you could weigh it. That's amazing. You can weigh it. So there's studies that happen there over in America. Obviously, all the good stuff happens in America. But they did studies that basically they've proven. Have a look into it. But there's there's a physical weight to a soul. It's a physical thing. So when you think that. about it, you're not listening to that. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety, your nervous system is all wrapped up. Like there's this beautiful world that's that's transpiring of like spirituality and science together yeah where you can give everything a quantifiable like oh okay if right okay my, my soul's a physical thing oh shit I, I have to listen to that that's real same with willpower willpower is a physical chemical product mm. you're not just a person that doesn't have willpower that's fuel your brain uses glycogen for fuel glycogen is your willpower if you're carb depleted, if you're not eating proper carbohydrates and you're tired, your brain only uses that source of energy for fuel. So if you're sat there sleep deprived, hungry, tired and stressed, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Your willpower's empty. Yeah, for sure. Mad, no, absolutely. I love that. I never heard about the soul weighing anything or the um, like the willpower being... Um, like weighable that's just like mad that's crazy stuff and I love that because I always talk about how you know manifestation is like quantum leaping and all connected to the quantum mm. film around so yeah I, I understand that to an extent so it's really nice to hear and get that deeper insight but yeah it's been really wonderful having you talk about all these things in a lot more depth because I think especially with a lot of people that listen and they're probably having underlying um issues with eating that they just didn't even realize you know habits so it, it will really give uh, the audience a chance to really like look at themselves and be like cool well how am I trying to control myself here and like the fact yeah. that it's all connected it's all intertwined it's just so powerful mate so I love that and I think um to kind of round off like yeah. I guess from like a bit of a soul's message like kind of what do you feel like right now in your heart and soul that you feel like if anyone listening what you'd like them to know just a bit of guidance or whatever you it's know, just I mean like if if it was me listening like five years ago it would just be to be vulnerable enough to get started on something doesn't matter how little it is doesn't matter which avenue you enter this journey of personal development from whether that's from a spiritual perspective whether it's mindset mental health whether it's fitness weight loss nutrition all roads lead to the same place it's trying to better yourself for whatever vessel or journey or part of that you feel comfortable as your inroad just stop that's absolutely. it absolutely that and I think you know for both of our journeys vulnerability has played the mark the massive part in shaping who we are now we wouldn't be here doing what we're doing now we wasn't brave enough to be vulnerable no. so I think yeah absolutely that so where can everyone find you you know like what's your next program you're doing or anything any details you want to share about upcoming work I, Biggest social media whore. So I'm all over social media. <laughs> um, my coaching program, my coaching page is under my my name, Nikki Antonaccio, online coach. So that's where you can find me and tips. I do lots of stuff about like mindset tips, nutrition, free masterclasses, bits and bobs like that. So if you want to start dipping your toe in that area and learn, just follow and listen. Like don't have to be jumping, diving straight into like coaching side of stuff if that's not for you. But if it is as well, I, I run a monthly coaching program as well with myself and I've got a team of expert coaches that work with me as well. So if that's something you're interested in and that kind of journey, that part of what I do is called best version yet. So it's all about being your best version physically and emotionally all in one. Amazing. Yes. And definitely go and check out, especially like free resources. It's always oh, yeah. just nice to just... Um, I've got and, free and, recipe packs, training plans, yeah. all that kind of, not, not like like simple level stuff but you know when you think I need something to get my hands on to try yeah I've got tons of freebies and giveaways so just go and download them all off my link tree on my Instagram and stuff yeah absolutely no thank you so much Nikki for just coming in sharing your beautiful energy and your knowledge and for being really open I think about this that subject and the situation because I think a lot of people are scared to 
admit it a lot of the times mm. and you know just hearing how beautifully intertwined it is with you know the work you're doing on yourself the growth that you're going through and also the fact that you're still going through some of this right now and that's <laughs> the beauty of life it's a journey right it's not linear yeah. so yeah thank you so much for coming and yeah I hope you know if anyone um is looking for Nikki I'm going to put all of her details in the show notes so yeah you'll get to find her there so yeah thank you so much pleasure thank you Sharice Bizram, Inner Power Activation Leader for Women. If you are ready to up-level, to elevate, to ignite your inner flame, to burn everything you once were, to trailblaze into your future, into all of your manifestations and more, then head to my website to book a free 30-minute alignment call. I have one-to-one containers available for 90 days and 180 days. I also have an online program for six weeks. It's a group program for women called Permission to Shine. That's also available as a self-study as well. I have a journal available on Etsy as well as worksheets. There's multiple ways to work with me and I'm here to help you. You deserve to shine to be the most amazing, most confident, fearless version of yourself. What are you waiting for?